And Vigil too. That Vigil. Elf, that elephant gun. Oh. The elephant. Yeah, the the boss twelve. Mm. Elephant gun. Why are they call? Why are you calling it that? Um, because the uh, like the elephant gun style is a single or double shot shotgun like that, like oh. a long range shotgun. Oh. Yeah. That's it's cool. a trench gun, as some would maybe call it. Bosg. The Bosg. The, the Bosgy. Sausage. He, he's so satisfying, especially when you get that. Yeah, I know. I got duty done the other day when I was playing him. Oh, yeah. Trying to clutch up. His, uh, man, his secondary, the, the, the CZ or whatever, is garbage now. Well, if that wasn't hurt, the SMG 12 or 11, whatever, whichever SMG it is, that one was the one that was hit. Yeet. Also picked up Doki Doki. Mm. She's fun. She's fun. DMRs are definitely my thing. I thought you didn't like DMRs. No, 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 no. You had me all wrong. I love the AR-33. And then I was like, hmm, maybe I should try DMRs. So that, that that's how we came about it. But yeah, Doki's fun. Doki is a lot of fun. Sorry. There's a lot of shit going on today, as you probably could imagine. A lot of stuff. Good stuff, bad stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of getting my life together. After we'll talk about it. All right, you guys ready? I mean, I was born ready. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number eighty-six. Eighty-six. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Fourteen mm. more, and we're at a hundred. Yeah. No, we we hit it and we quit it. Yeah. We're done. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, it is a nice day, I would say. Hot. It was hot earlier. It was toasty. It definitely cooled off. Yeah. Cooled down as the sun like went down. a nice down. 80. Yeah. Uh, on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Now, today, I have my usual my usual counterpart in crime. Uh, Gabe. Jabrilio Stelio. Yesterday was his birthday. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to me. The happy. big one, six. Yes. Yeah. Wait, what? Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, yeah, so uh, quick uh, recap. What did you do yesterday? I mean, obviously, you came over here, but what oh, We you came do? over here. We enjoyed your uh, in-laws tacos, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we went to a uh, we went to the Serbian restaurant. It's actually like right around the corner from here. Serbian, yeah, Serbian food, right? Okay. And uh, and you walk in, and you could immediately tell it was like a mob establishment because like all the people were like really good looking, and, and it was like a small place, but the, like the valet was mandatory. It was complimentary, but it was mandatory. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're like, "How long are you staying?" And we're like, oh, "We're just here for dinner." Mm-hmm. They're like, "You have reservation?" No, no, no reservation. You know, it, like the food was like very decently priced, and I would say the food was good. Yeah, I know my girlfriend didn't enjoy her plate because the pasta was mech, but okay. but my uh, my stuffed burger was excellent. I'll say that much. Oh, okay. Uh, o- overall, great place. Afterwards, we hit the uh, the good old Blue Nose Brewery. Shocker. Love that place. Oh. Honestly, man, it's just, it, it doesn't have that annoying bar vibe. You know, that's just, that's just the thing I love about it. You can just go there and hang out and play some True. giant Jenga. True. So they came out with uh, a new beer called, two new beers actually. One of them is called Black Denim, and it's an oatmeal okay. stout. I like it. Okay. Okay. And the other one is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very hit or miss. Me and my buddy liked it. My girlfriend and, and Ahmad hated it. They were both like, Ugh. Oh yeah, he he made a fucking cringe like, <laughs> like like he just saw a picture of him from like 2013 wearing all hot topic stuff. Or no. Yeah, that kind of cringe. Um, and then the other one is called Glass Shark. I I don't know what it is exactly. It's a brute IPA. We haven't tried it yet, but I got a free crawler of it yesterday. Yeah. Because the guy was like, "It's fight night. Get get yourself something nice." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." Yeah. How'd you feel about the fight? You watch it? Uh, we watched bits and pieces, man. My my whole thing was it, it's my night. I'm not gonna worry about the Triple G Canelo fight. No. I, I was interested in last year's, I don't know, it just kind of fizzled out. I feel like it took too long for the rematch. 
Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it took too long. I think it's the appropriate amount of time. It's just that the first one was highway robbery. So why yeah. would anybody turn it on assuming that there would be anything anything like different about it? I mean, I heard this one was closer, but definitely not going. They definitely didn't go the direction that people thought it would. No, that was years. that was decided. Okay, so um, I mean, whatever. Uh, again, this is why that's why nobody watches boxing. It's fucking fixed because uh, you know you pay off your judges and suddenly they can't count. Yeah, it's just weird. How and you know, we hit a bar. Um, we hit Galloping Ghost as well. Mm. Um, lots of good stuff uh, and some bad stuff. So. They no longer have the pinball machines at Galloping Ghost. Why not? Uh, they moved into a separate location. I don't know if they're opening another place or maybe... I don't know what's going on with them. But I asked the guy because I, you know, I walked around and looked for them and they weren't there. So they moved all their pinball stuff, which is kind of unfortunate because pinball is like very entertaining. Yeah. You know, we could spend some hours on that. It was all that my girlfriend really wanted to play. She wanted to play pinball? Yeah. You're a pinball wizard, Maddie? No. No? No, she's not a wizard. She just likes it. But on the right side, they brought in new stuff like uh, House of the Dead, uh, which is... Always excellent. Um, they brought in Crazy Taxi, which was lots of fun. Ooh. With the whole, like, drivable, you know, thing. So that, that was actually a lot harder with the wheel than it was on, like, you know, like the good old computer days. <laughs> the flash games. and You cool. would think you would think that. Yeah, man. But, uh, and then we went, we hit a bar that was, like, down the street. That was good. Um, it doesn't turn the lights on. Yeah, the, 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 it's a lot brighter in Galloping Ghost, and it's kind of weird. Because back then, yeah, I remember when we all went, right? We all went, and, like, the there was, like, a very dim Kind of like a low light, and then like the main light was coming off the machines, you yeah. know, and that was kind of like half the appeal. The, the lights are brighter, you know, microphone saying that somebody probably complained, somebody got hurt. Probably, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, people ruin shit. But yeah, and then we hit a bar. Uh, bar was okay. Um, no real complaints. They played Damn. episode five in the background. Have it? They were playing uh, Empire Strikes Back in the background. Oh, okay, cool. So, which yeah. bar was this? Uh, Brixie's. It's like down the street from Galloping Ghost. And. What time did you guys turn in? Like one-ish? Oh, not too bad. Yeah. We didn't stay out super late because she had work. And and all of us, are, like, we all have, you know, adult jobs now. And we all wake up, like, early in the morning. So we were all just kind of like, ugh. I got you. Yeah, man. So it was good. Cool. It was good, good, good. Very, very cool. I'm glad you had a ha- very happy birthday. Sorry I couldn't say bye. I was looking for the damn extension cable for the stupid bounty house. Yeah, you, you, I asked your wife. I was like, have you, have you seen Jacob? She's like, no. And I was like, fuck, well, he's not inside. Yeah. Probably in the garage lurking somewhere. No, like I said, uh, Adam parked down the street because the parking situation was like god awful. Yeah. Um. So we had to get the extension card for the bouncy house to go all the way in the backyard, mm-hmm. and I had to walk all the way to his car to go get it. And that's the moment you decided to leave. Hey <laughs> so, man, shit happens. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yesterday uh, for me was hectic, hectic, high, hectic. yeah, high stress. I don't do stress very well. Uh, I was telling my wife, I'm like, if I'm off the clock, I don't want to be stressed out about anything ever. You get enough of that at work, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want it. Oh, my God. We're good. We're good. Oh, you put the pop filter back on. Damn it. Damn it. It has a mind of its own, I swear. It does. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of uh, waking up early. Well, the baby didn't help because she was digging into my back all night. Um, Yeah, just, you know, getting things ready, moving tables. Uh, the table guy was supposed to drop it off the night prior, but he ended up having to drop it off in the afternoon. Uh, meanwhile, we're trying to get everything else ready. Hard to get ready stuff ready when you don't have the materials. The table, supplies, yeah. Uh, we were still getting like like the party like centerpieces ready by like way after the fact. So uh, a little frustrating in that regard. But overall, uh, we had fun. I mean, it was for the little girl. Obviously, she dressed up like a little bat girl with a little tutu. Yeah, outfit super cute. Yeah, my mom put that together by herself. So. Uh, yeah, the ears. You, you want to tell these lovely people what uh what uh 
me and my significant other got your got your daughter. So uh, Gabe has a thing where he likes to get her like uh, creative shirts. Last year for her actual like birth, <laughs> you got her the Devil Wears Prada shirt. Was it something else that you got? It oh. was that and maybe like a small toy or something. Yeah, I think. Oh, that Dumbo, Dumbo. Yes. Yeah. Well, but the thing is that we decided we're going to get her a band shirt every year mm-hmm. until until you know she she has her phase and she's like I fucking hate new metal and death code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is stu- Why was I not born when One Direction was <laughs> was still together? <laughs> oh well, I, I don't yeah, know right? if that, if I ever get that far. But um, yeah. So and then you guys bought her. Well, you guys made. Yeah, we made him a Chipotle T-shirt, which she's wearing right now, which I absolutely adore. You, you know the the whole mentality behind that was like, how can we get a good like laugh at these people. <laughs> yeah, that, that did it. Uh, the an all hell Vanna t shirt, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, that that came out. Uh, that was supposed to be peachy, but it came out like a dark pink, almost like a weird like brown. Okay, I was like, this looks a lot better than the peach would have. Yeah, and uh, Michael Myers t shirt, yeah. which was fucking awesome. Was there, was there one other one? It was Coco. Coco. Yeah, that's what she it likes. Was. Coco. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, because uh, actually, I didn't discover the all hell one until after to the today. I'm like, oh my god, this is like, what's this one at the bottom of the thing? I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking fantastic. But uh, yeah, so yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, you guys didn't get to have any cake, right? You guys suck, man. Man, we because we, we were in and out. We had yeah. to celebrate, you know, my stuff. I got you. But I think I might have a slice or two around here you guys can indulge oh, in. Oh, we just had my cake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just had my birthday dinner with like the family and stuff. Ah. Last year, uh, my brother in law got me uh, Jenny Walker Black. And this year he got me double black. <laughs> so and both are unopened. I haven't touched the uh, the black yet. I haven't had an occasion to crack it open. Very very cool. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, just high stress. Eventually, you know, we, when it was a nice game to simmer down. Everything was cool. But goddamn, a lot yeah, of work. Man. Birthdays and, are stressful. Yeah, her next one isn't. Her next birthday is gonna be her fifteenth. Her quinceanera. <laughs> and after that, are you just gonna do small family things for? Yeah, her probably birthday, like, like a dinner. And yeah, like dinners probably dinner from here bullshit. on out. Yeah, from here on out. Thank God. Because yeah, well, you had like fifty people at one point. Didn't yeah, you? Um, me and John were afraid we were like overshooting. We're like, oh, we're not gonna have that many people, but you, know, you never know. Yeah, I, I mean, you had, we had some surprise guests. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, our good old buddy Nick showed up. Yeah. Uh, did you send him an invite? I did. Okay. He actually, uh, he, him, and I text. We. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. He he talked to me about it. I was like, dude, just, you know, like sometimes you just got to suck it up and you yeah. just got to, you know? Yeah. So are you and him on good terms now? Yeah, I'm like, uh, you know, come by, hang out. And he did, so. Yeah, well, he asked me if, if y'all was going. I was like, oh, yeah. And I didn't know. You're like, Nick's here. And I was like, yeah, Nick's here. And I see this big 6'3 black dude walking out. I was like, oh, fuck, Nick's here. Not that Whoa. big. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, all, cool, all cool in those regards. But um yeah, just a lot of stuff going on, but yeah. So how how is it being a parent now? Like now that you've it's a it's been a full year, right? And some days you've had the birthday, you've had probably most of like the other unexpected crap because you know I'm not saying it's smooth sailing from now on, but it's to be expected. What you can so uh, you're talking about parenting my year in review? Uh, or should we say that for the year in review episode? No, 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 no. Obviously, because this is my actual my first full year as a parent. All right, let's hear it. So parenting a year in review. It is uh, wonderful. Uh, kind of everything that you hear about in the books and stuff how parenting is a beautiful thing it is all true uh but also you have to come to realization that you are responsible for another human being and not only are you responsible for them because i'm responsible for my wife right Mm -hmm. but like you're molding this person and you're the way you mold her is going to affect how she sees the world for the rest of her life and you know i mean that's that's heavy shit and then there's things that me and adrian are like are we feeding her enough like we don't know what to do you know i mean we're first-time parents both of us we don't know what to do well, you know, it's like Malcolm in the middle. Your first one's always going to be a brat. You're well, you're going to fuck up on your first one. Your last one, you're just not going to give a shit. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's been great. I mean, uh, she 
makes me happy. She makes me smile. Uh, I told uh, Miguel and Maria, though, I'm like, well, you guys might want to wait a little bit. I think me and Adriana were too eager, and we jumped in head first, so to speak. Well, that sounded wrong. But uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't mean it like that. But, uh, you know, take some time. Enjoy. So you wore her like a hat is what you're saying. <laughs> no. Enjoy each other's company for a little bit um, before, you know. You dive in. You dive in, yeah. Because it's not like, like, said, like me and Adriana are extremely happy. But, like, um, it would have been nice to have, like, those nights where we didn't, could just, like, lay around and not do nothing and not be responsible for anything. Or, uh, or the very, very missed board game night. Yeah. 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 Which we're, we're, we're actually talking about that. I mean, like, how she's easier to keep down, you know, these days. So, we like, we'll be able to put her down and actually play a board game now. Yeah. As opposed to her waking up being, like, eh, freaking out the whole entire time. And she's pretty sociable. I mean, the little girl made her rounds and she didn't fuss about anything, really. Although, when she got hungry. But, uh, I mean, but anybody will at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so she made her rounds and didn't really freak out towards anybody. So, um, so yeah. Good uh, stuff. We're going to try to bring it back because, like I said, it was kind of It was all... a tradition, man. It was like a Amadeo tradition. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're going to bring it back and uh, have a good time. So uh, let's move in. Let's just slide right into the these uh, topics. Uh, bad News Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> that game was fucking rough. So here's the deal. It was literally the, 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 the tale of two halves because the first half was the, probably the best Bears football I've seen in my whole entire life. But they still lost. But we were fu- we were fucking killing Green Bay. We were like I, I was in a state of shock. There was a moment where I jumped up with my child in my hands and I was fucking high-stepping it like, a, I don't know. It was stupid. I got, I got really dumb that first half. And then the reality set in and Aaron Rodgers does his thing and... Yeah, but <laughs> it was fun though. I mean, I will admit it was a great game, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's like wrestling; it's just all fake. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I wish it was that simple, but uh, yeah, it was. A little, I mean, I was bummed out, but hey, man, it is what it you is. You can't win all of them. Yeah, and uh, nobody even expected us to be competitive to begin with. So it is what it is. We'll be back, and uh, we're excited. We're ready to go for this season. Uh, I got my fantasy team. I tied last week. Who the fuck ties in fantasy? This fucking guy apparently. And uh, but I'm kicking ass this week. But yeah, other than that, man, that's, that's really all I got as far as the sports talk. Good copy. To keep it let's, to a minimum. Uh, let's talk some movies and TV. All right. So this story broke in the middle of the week, and I guess there were some uh, contention in regards to how Henry Cavill was going to be in Shazam, and he wanted to be compensated like extraordinarily for it. And everybody at Warner Brothers was like, why? Your movies don't draw. You've been unsuccessful as Superman so far. Why do you expect... You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, that mentality. And he was like, well, fuck you guys. And he's like, well, fuck you too. And he's just like, I guess he's done. As Superman. As Superman, yeah. Well, we we had a little uh, discussion about this earlier in the week. Um, And this will lead into our next topic. But uh, what's ruining Henry's career is not his acting. Because he's a good actor. It's the writing of the DC yeah. Movies. It is exactly it because he can. I, I'm I'm very uh, well convinced that whatever you throw at him, he'll he'll do it and he'll do it well, mm-hmm. right? I, I just think it's just the the laziness and the shortcomings of the writers mm-hmm. and the production and and kind of everything in, involved in that, you yeah. know. And and I think he's guilty by association in, in like a, a regard. Yeah, I get you. But uh, but that being said, um, I do think Henry would make an excellent Bond. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I, I think he would make. Uh, I don't want to say like a pretty Bond, but he's definitely like prettier than Craig. He's, he's more of a uh, Pierce Brosnan style. Yeah, bond, yeah, the good looking, suave kind yeah, of the... Bond. But um, that being said, uh, we get the writers from Casino Royale. Actually, they've they've been writers. I don't have their names. I came illegally prepared, but they've been on since '99 with uh, 
Fuck, what was the one that came out in 99? GoldenEye. Was it GoldenEye? It might have been the one after Gold. No, probably the one after GoldenEye, right? Probably GoldenEye. Well, uh, they've been on since that. And, um, and you know, initially, uh, they, the, the article pitched it wrong. They're like, oh, the writer of Skyfall and, uh, and Casino Royale. Well, they also wrote Quantum. <laughs> but we're getting those two back for this kind of wrap-up on film. And uh, I guess my big issue with Spectre was that it, it just kind of... It was it. It wasn't bad. It was just very mediocre. I agree. And um, and that was the issue, especially following like Skyfall. It had those great some great set pieces though, like those big action pieces that like with the airplane or the helicopter when fucking barrel rolls and shit. Yeah, in but Mexico and... you know we've talked about this. We live in a day and age where making something look pretty isn't an achievement. Yeah, because you got sure. a lot of games that look pretty, uh, but does it play pretty and does it mean pretty? True. You know, kind of on that level. But that being said, uh, we will go see it. We're Bond fans, uh-huh. and you know this is the end of our Bond. I would say that Daniel Craig is definitely our Bond. I'd agree, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just, just I think he encompasses everything we like in you know our British spy movies. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think because, uh, like you said, I think every era kind of has their Bond, uh, and this was the the era of the gritty, hard edged, uh, you know, dirty fingernails. The bond, uh, the so Dark Knight of Bond. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and he's not not to say that all his movies have been hit because obviously you mentioned Quantum of Solace. Who? And uh, you know uh, Spectre, but you know the ones that were good were, probably were phenomenal. Were top Casino five. Casino Royale is yeah. is the best Bond film. Period. I agree. Um, and I mean Skyfall ranks differently for everybody, but I put it right under this top five for sure. Yeah, top five because you know it's 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 Bond deconstructed, but we're not gonna get into it. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. They're filming early 2019. Yep. And I believe the scheduled release date is a 2020 release date, and this will be the 25th Bond. Very cool, man. Two five, man. Two five. So you know they got to do something. They got to pull uh, a trick out their ass. You think they're gonna bring back like an older villain? Like, you know what I could see happening? They bring back an older Bond as a villain, mm. like one of the older actors. That would be a bad idea. Actually. Yeah, right. Like a twenty fifth Bond, and like you know, it's a callback to all the older Bonds that we've had. But in essence, you can you know, it's just it's a cool idea. Are yeah. they gonna do it? I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Who, who's who's young and rising and really good? Being a good serious villain role, young and rising, young, younger maybe. I don't know. No, I don't know. What about uh, Michael B. Jordan as the villain? Well, no. Well, too much. Well, here's the what. Well, going back to what the last topic, people want Michael B. Jordan to be the next Superman. That's what people want. The next Superman? Yeah, that's what people want. He's too saucy to be Superman, man. I think he's too slender. I mean, he's he's ripped to shit. Don't get me wrong. The guy's he's definitely on the thinner side. He looks like Parker. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like a well built. He's a slender guy. But uh, he would be a good Blue Beetle. He would be an excellent Blue Beetle. Wasn't Blue Beetle Hispanic though? Yeah, he was. There was a Hispanic iteration and a black iteration. Oh, okay, cool. But um, I think he'd make a good Blue Beetle if we want to go down that way. I think we just want to kind of keep him away from the the toxic that is yeah. the Warner Brothers. I mean, he was a great killmonger. Oh yeah, he was fantastic. And, uh, but I'm saying, like, as far as his future, because man, this guy got fucking money. He, this guy's printing money. You know, what I mean, he literally you put I, to me, uh, he's like the next great leading man. In, in let me Hollywood. get a, let me get fucking uh, Johnny Depp as a Bond villain. How cool would that be? He just have him be Captain Jack Sparrow the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we had Javier Bardem. We might as well, right? You know, I, I, I still stand by my point. Greatest Bond villain period was Javier Bardem. Yeah, yeah. I think, such an excellent. I don't think that's controversial to say. I think most people would agree with you. And I think I would too. I mean, I really liked uh, Lashif, but I know he was kind of like the run of the mill cookie cutter. Oh, we have you now, but um, yeah. Lashif was good. And I, I then think they I ruined think, it. I, th- yeah, I think it's just an association due to the movie that he was in. I think that could be my. I think because Lashif was introduced in Casino, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the story overall was better in that, but the villain was just 
like the shit in Skyfall. And that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Story versus villain. Mm-hmm. You know, and they are kind of interlinked, but you know, they could be their own separate thing. This is true. But um, yeah, man. So I guess we'll see. I like that idea of like an older Bond. Maybe like a. So, uh, maybe, maybe we should come up with a list of uh, people who we think would make a good Bond villain. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that for next week. That's gonna fuck, dude. I feel like we did the same thing with Wolverine, and it was just like, ugh, this is so hard to pick one because you don't, because like you, you what you think on the surface level would be good. You're like, if you put some thought into, it, you're like, eh, I don't maybe think so. Not. Maybe yeah, not. not. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably put that together for next week. Maybe like a list of three or four people. Okay. So you put this question down. And uh, let me answer it. So in one of the alternate realities of Marvel, Cable is indeed dead. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you're talking about Comcast, right? No. no actually, you're actually talking about Cable? Cable and the oh, Com- okay. I guess they had an event, uh, an X-Men event, and the, the most recent books that come out, I, I don't read it. But uh, apparently we're in continuity. Cable is dead. He, you know, they killed him. They killed him off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I know you're a bigger X Men person, so I just kind of want your general opinion on it. I mean, I really don't have an opinion, but I think it's interesting now that he gets his finally he gets like a movie. <laughs> Let's just kill off the character. Um, but, uh, well, here, here's my thing, and this isn't to the X Men specifically, to Marvel or to DC specifically. The issue is that you have all these alternating timelines, and what's canon now isn't guaranteed to be canon a year from now, two uh-huh. years from now, and that's the issue. And I, I think that's that's the beauty of comics, but that's also the downfall of comics because. You let's say you hate this this timeline or this universe or you know whichever version it is. If you hate it, that's fine. That's absolutely fine because there's going to be another version. There's going to be another Earth, you know. And it, I don't know. That, that's just my thing. Yeah. Especially with X Men, there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in that. Yeah. Because X Men is a very political comic. It absolutely is. And you know, with anything that comes with that, there's going to be like weird shit that happens. Yeah. You know, like um, g- great example, not X Men, but this is uh, the the Flashpoint Paradox with Batman. That timeline is fucking wild. That is excellent. Yeah. You know, but it's a different universe. Yeah. It's not the canon universe. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure we could find some terrible examples, but I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> but C- Cable's a quintessential character. He's the son of my favorite X-Men Cyclops mm-hmm. and um, I don't know man I I guess everybody's gotta die at one point and then come back yeah so I think Jean Grey has the record she's at like 13 or 14 right now like total? like resurrections really? yeah that's a lot 13 and, but that's more than Superman Superman's at like 9 or 10 fuck Superman <laughs> yeah right he's been back and dead and back so many times remember the Death a... of Superman episode on Justice League? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well like it was like a big obviously a big was like storyline and the whole comic book thing but like but he comes back yeah he always comes back but wait it's not Superman it's a clone of Superman yeah Yeah. anyway moving on comics are great but they're also cancer alright moving (laughs) on to that so uh, in the same vein of all the DC movies kind of falling apart and people are not really interested in doing it anymore especially those that don't do well I think Gal Gadot's pretty stoked because her movies did pretty well her, her movies did the best out of the DC. And they were written the best, and they actually were pretty good movies. I stand by that. Uh, but uh, John Hamm. John Hamm is the guy from Baby Driver. I'm also trying to think of... I think he was... Mad Men Mad was Man. like the big one. Yeah, Mad Men. He wants, he wants to be new bats. Um, here's my... Get your hands off it, bro. Again, bro, this boom shield. Um, here, here are my thoughts. I love John Hamm. I think he's an excellent actor. And uh, have you seen Baby Driver? I've seen bits and pieces of it. The pieces in there where he was in it were pretty good. Uh, his character is so well written. I love him. Uh-huh. Him and uh, Jamie Foxx were both excellent, excellent villains. Yeah. Um, I think John Hamm could do it. However, I think he would be a better Bruce Wayne as opposed to a better Batman. Yeah. You, you see my point? No. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I'm sure you could do the Batman portion, but like, how much more personality can we stuff in a rubber bat suit? 
You know, that, that is the real question. Like, Christian Bale is, like, the big screen Batman. Mm-hmm. You know? And, mm-hmm. like, you know, we grew up on Beyond and the animated series. And, and that'll always be, like, our Batman. But he, but Bale is the big screen Batman. Yeah. You know, there's, like, no denying that. Like, there's been... What are you talking about, bro? George Clooney is my Batman. That That's Make absolutely Batman fine if you were born in the 80s. Make Batman great again. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's just my thing. Like, I think he could rock it. But the bar is still so high with yeah. characters like Joker and Batman and Bane. Bane was great, um, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't the Bane we were used to. You know, it's okay to adapt things yep. and make them your own. We need a Beyond movie, bro. The Batman Beyond movie. Yo, yeah. let me get Michael B. Jordan as Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman. Holy shit. The, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Somebody, somebody sent an email to Warner Bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't tried to go down that avenue yet. I mean, he, he would be perfect. He has the absolute sass for it. Yeah, it's true. Tell me you wouldn't look good in the uh, rubber bat suit, like a pitch black rubber bat suit with the red uh, bat why, on. Why don't you just run around naked and just have a red bat? On <laughs> I'm onto something here. <laughs> is he going to use his dick as like a yes, a, a batarang? N- not a batarang to like steer his flight. <laughs> sure. Like you know how sugar gliders use yeah, their tail to steer. Sure. Absolutely. Anyway, this got weird really quick. Um, but yeah, John like, Hammond's bats. John Hammond's bats. I like it. Okay, so do you know what Death on the Nile is? No. Uh, so you've seen Murder on your Ex- Orient Express, right? Oh, okay. So this is the sequel to it that's already in production. And um, I don't, does, does it really need a sequel? I guess I guess this is based off a book series, which I didn't know yes. prior to that. And, you know, I get it. you got to make the new one to please the fans. I didn't think Murder on the Orient Express was that great that it deserved a sequel. I wanted it to be so much better than what it was. I absolutely did, too. I, and and the, the, the thing is, is that it wasn't a bad movie all the way through. It was the ending that infuriated me. Yeah. It's like... The cl- the character is so clever. The whatever his name is, the inspector. He's so such a good character, mm-hmm. and then they just throw it all away, like it all unraveled. And you know, spoiler alert for a three year old movie and uh, like a fifty year old book. Keep going. And and you know, everybody was involved. And it's like I can't arrest everybody. What the fuck? Why not? <laughs> it's <He's>, fucking murder. <laughs> and he just he just let them all get away with it. And I think that was kind of shitty. So this is, this is the follow up to that Death on the Nile. Yeah, Death on the Nile. I know there's some controversy because Death on the Nile was supposedly like around the same time. Uh, well, actually, at the end of the the last movie, uh-huh. he was like, "Oh, we need you in Egypt or whatever the fuck." Oh, yeah, he said that. And he's like, "Okay, I'm on my way." And, and like I said, man, great character, terrible story. Yeah. I just did not like the resolution of that. I, well, I, I, I mean, like I said, you saw like the footage for this shit, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing." Because like yeah. it had a great cast, and you just thought that, "Oh my god, this the is murder gonna... mystery is yeah. back, man." And you know, it felt like the good old Scooby Doo days, but like you know, that, and it was like know. it was you know it's. Fa- Based in winter, and like it came out in winter, and it was just like, oh man, it's gonna be. It, it was like a two-hour version of that train scene from Harry Potter with the Dementors. Yeah, you know, it felt like that. Yeah, that's great. But um, yeah, man, it kind of it kind of fell and uh, didn't do anything great. Like you said, not god awful, but I don't know if it's something I would ever invest my time in again. If it's on, it's on. I'm never. Honestly, I I, I just think the, the issue is with the ending, because that's the last thing your audience remembers. And if you have a bad ending, it's just gonna be a terrible movie. This is true. And it's it's unfortunate because it was really well done all the way through until the last what fifteen twenty. Yeah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. And it was it was it was intriguing for the most part. You would kind of you you were, you were trying to figure it out yourself, but it was just like um, it was one of those cop out endings where it's like oh where this whole, yeah, it, it this whole thing's satisfying. taking place in a snow globe like that kind of information. It's like ah oh, man, what the fuck? Why why are you gonna do that? But again, that's the book. I mean, we can't well, really be mad at them because it was the book. I will go back to it, and because um, the thing with any good like twist movie or mystery movie is that when you rewatch it a second time, you see the things. Yeah. So may, maybe, maybe, maybe second watch will be a little. Maybe better. second watch because 
Because the thing is, if it was indeed well written um, up to that point, then we'll we'll see those clues and they'll be somewhat obvious. Yeah, you'd be able to put that together. Yeah, and I don't remember every detail from the movie, but if you know how it resolves, you should be able to put two and two together, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is like um, in, in a murder mystery kind of situation, that information, should, like you said, should be in front of you. But there were some things that were just wasn't like, how are we supposed to know that he's the guy who murdered this character who we've never seen before as kid? Like, what the fuck? How are we supposed to know that? So, yeah, I, you know, I'm, we're going to go back and, and take a look someday mm-hmm. and I'll, I will let you know, because one of my favorite movies, The Prestige, uh, has one of the craziest twists ever. I absolutely love it. Uh-huh. But when you go back and watch it again, you're like, oh, my God, I see everything yeah. i see where the puzzle pieces line up yeah, and that's yeah. like the beauty of it yeah so let, let's see if this movie does that all right so i else? think that'll be a testament to its uh to its girth all right before we continue on to this next topic i actually wanted to take a quick review sure of something i mean I, i'm sure i'm like 40 years too late to this party uh considering i wasn't even born then but i finally got to see jaws all the way through from top to bottom have you seen Jaws all the way through? Yes, I have seen it all the way through numerous it, times. It is fucking fantastic. Like, I knew it was great, right? I, like I said, I've seen all of it in bits and pieces throughout my life. But, like, I finally actually get to sit down and enjoy the whole film as a you know, full piece. And I'm like, wow, man, that's a fucking great movie. Yeah, it it is actually, a B-movie concept delivered. With an A-movie production and budget. And story. It is fucking wonderful. And it was delicious. I liked it. Yeah, man, Jaws is good. And yeah. then, you know, they just milk the shit out of it. Yeah, well, that's, that's anything. But... Um, yeah, man, like me and my wife sat down and were like, wow, this is fucking really, really good. And obviously, you know, Jaws comes with like, it's, hey, it's one of the best movies of all time. It won an Oscar or whatever the fuck. Uh, but we're like, damn, that was really fucking good. Now we want to sit down because another movie I haven't seen all the way through from top to bottom is The Exorcist. Because that movie, just, it just scares the Oof. fucking shit out of me. Be, be prepared, bro. Put the girl to sleep. <laughs> uh, put some crosses on your walls. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it scares the shit out of me. So uh, we're going to sit down. It's absolutely get, terrifying. Yeah, we're going to get through it and hopefully sleep well that, that night. We'll see. But yeah, that's next on my agenda. But yeah, man, if you haven't seen Jaws, I'm low, like I said, I know I'm a little late to this party. Go ahead and sit down and, and, and open up a bag of popcorn. And Very cool. Just check it out, you know? Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, oh, this, speaking of satanic and demons, I'm ready. All right, so obviously a couple weeks ago, uh, Gabe mentioned... Um, Sabrina, right? The reboot, yeah. The, the reboot of Sabrina. Now, when we talked about this, I know you said it was going to be a little bit darker, right? When we talked about this, I assumed it was going to be like the same vein of the old TV show with a little bit of darker elements. No, this went full Satan on us. Yeah. Well, the poster looks very gritty and grimy. Did you see the te- teaser for it? I did not see the teaser for it. No. I'll have to, you'll have to show me after the podcast. I only saw the poster. The teaser is fucking, dude, it looks so fucking My, my only hopes is that Salem is still an asshole. That's all I want. And well, I think that can be accomplished. Well, I think, yeah, he, well, he's, yeah, he's going to be a dick. I think um, just based on what I seen, uh, like I said, off the teaser, it's she's sitting when she's blowing out her her birthday candles. There's Satan at the head of the table, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it looks like a cult of witches. And it's going to be like Alessandra's sixteenth. Yeah, it's going to be metal. But uh, yeah, man, it looks really, really, really fucking good. The poster was absolutely fantastic, and it's called what the the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think something like that. Yeah, and. Uh, it's coming out near the end of October on Netflix, and it should be good. Should good be, stuff. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Should up. be really good. Oh yes. So, so if Stranger Things sucks, at least we have Sabrina. Yeah, we got some follow up, right? Yeah. So that was just my 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 follow up on that. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You looked at me like I was gonna add something to the conversation. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, gaming. Let's talk gaming. All right. Um, first off. Okay. All right. 
Following up from last week, how I was kind of shitting on Spider Man. I watched, I played, I watched a playthrough of this fucking story of this game. Okay. Holy hey, shit, it's really apologize. fucking good. I t- told you. God damn them. I, I told you your thing was your perception was that it's going to be the same thing as sixty four with better graphics and a yeah. different story. Yeah. Uh, it was fucking really good, man. Holy shit, that yeah. thing had me at the edge of my seat. I uh, like I said, I'm not going to buy a full price. I you know I rarely buy anything full price. But uh, when this shit goes on sale on Black Friday, you damn well bust know I better cut that shit. Very, very cool. But yeah, so quick apologies to the team in Sonomiac. I am sorry that I doubted you. You guys did do Ratchet and Clank after all, and that was one of my favorite series of all time. Ratchet and Clank was excellent. Oh, yeah. It was so was Jack and Dexter. Remember oh, that one? yeah. Oh, throwback. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. Okay, so uh, this is the game that's been kind of uh, keeping my attention. And uh, I, actually, I have no interest in... Uh, so we're talking about the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Huh. Uh, and uh, the Blackout mode received some pretty good feedback overall yeah. from the community. So, which was surprising. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be like a copy... It was going to fall flat on its face. Yeah, a copy and paste uh, kind of a... From Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. But uh, based on everything that I've seen on video, uh, everything I've seen on Twitter... This thing seems to be getting a whole lot of love and a whole lot of praise. I, because I watched some gameplay footage and it's like genuinely, I want to say hard, but if you're not paying attention, you're going to get murked. Yeah. Because some of these things blend in, some of these people blend in. And I was watching, you know, some gameplay footage and I guess at one point, like, uh, like the zombie noise came up, the, like the round noise and like zombies come out of the ground. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, like I said, we, it was kind of something that you and I were collectively shitting on, but everybody seems to say it's really done well. But here's the problem, and here's where they nailed this. What engine out there is smoother than the Call of Duty engine? Unreal Engine? No, no, but I'm saying, like, because Unreal it could be done. Like the FPS? Yeah. What like, FPS engine is done better than the Call of Duty engine? You can't think. I can't think Rainbow of one. Rainbow Six Siege. Huh? Rainbow Six. N- not really, because it's clunky. I, I, I mean, I, it's clunky from a certain perspective, right? Uh, you, there's a big learning curve with that, but you know the reason why Call of Duty has stayed where it is is because of the way it feels. Well, you know what? To be completely fair, they've been using the same shit for ten years. No, now. You're, no, you're correct. You're 100 percent correct in that. But uh, when you take that and put it into the battle royale format, it's gonna feel silky smooth because it's fucking Call of Duty. So of course it's gonna feel silky smooth, and it looked like fun. Uh, I haven't pre-ordered, and I, again, we talked about anti pre-orders. No yeah, we're not doing it. Uh, but uh, I guess I guess the real kind of question is now is how is zombies going to play? That's the big question because you, you got one. You know, you, the multiplayer is kind of crap from what the community says. If Blackout's good, then that's fine. But how, you know, the last big Call of Duty element is that zombies. Yeah, so but let's, let's see how that plays. Well, out. You're pretty intrigued in all that, though. With I the... am super intrigued. I am actually completely caught up with the zombie storyline. Um, I spent some time at that. It's super interesting. I found it. You know, absolutely it's very very convoluted. But. Uh, <laughs> What's that? So it's very, very convoluted. Oh, extremely convoluted. Yeah. It's like it's it's well done convoluted. Yeah. Um. So we will see. Yes. Yeah. I I don't believe in uh, ghost. <laughs> I don't know. I, not that. You know what I mean. Yeah. No pre-orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I just think it's interesting. And like you said, if if zombies delivers, then the two out of three ain't two bad. Two out of three. That's passing. Man. Yeah. Sixty six is a D, but it's passing. Two out of three ain't bad, man. I don't know. I know, like again, I, we, you and I—I I feel like you and I have softened stances so hard on this game as as time has gone on. But uh, I don't know. I guess yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, we'll see, man. Um, okay, let's. Uh, so, are you ready for the next season? We just got uh, Grim Sky. Are you ready for the next one? I haven't even played enough of Grim Sky to even begin to be ready for yeah. the next season. I was playing earlier. I had some really good Legion plays. Yeah, uh, he's fun. I picked up Vigil. Had some fun with the Elephant Gun. Ella's great. 
Um, I don't think I picked up anybody new on it. Oh, I picked up Doki on Attack. She's fucking fun. Yeah, that's my girl. Um, so there are some uh, leaks, and this is from the same guy who leaked all the Blood Orchid stuff and some of the Chimera stuff. Blood Orchid, wow. Well, because okay. there's a there's like a whole kind of community out, out there that is dedicated to finding hints and clues stuff. to the next siege stuff, right? So uh, supposedly, and you know, take this with a grain of salt, um, supposedly the next operation, we're going to get two Moroccan operators. Moroccan? Moroccan, yeah. I don't know what the unit's called. Uh, the attacker, um, I, I forget what her name is, but... This ability I'm super intrigued in. It's going to be like Ash's, um, what is the thing fucking called? Breaching around. It's going to be like a breaching around, but it's not going to breach. You're going to shoot it. There's going to be like an initial explosion. And then the second explosion is going to be shrapnel. So you can Ooh. do some serious damage to defenders hiding behind My walls. Wall. It's going to be like an area of effect. Okay. And I actually really like that idea. Because uh -huh. if you have... If you have people fucking, you know, crowding up behind like a soft wall, you could put some serious dents in them mm -hmm. So with something like that. And I think it's a super interesting concept because, I mean, shrapnel is part of the game, man. It really mm -hmm. is. And, you know, we don't have anybody that really implements it. Uh -huh. uh, the Defender is the one I'm kind of weary of. And I don't think that this one's as uh, maybe as true as some would claim it to be. So supposedly the gadget is a mixture between uh, the Gram Grimot mine and Legion's Goo mine. It's somewhere in between. So you step on it, it poisons you, and it also like disorients you. And yeah, so so it's a weird, it, it's a weird little thing. I don't, I don't really like that one. We don't need any more trap defensive operators. You know, I saw a, a concept for a um, an op that I thought was interesting because it was kind of a combination of Pulse and um, Mira. Okay. Where like they would some, I think they called them. What was his fucking name? Because like this guy kind of had a concept for it. But what was his fucking name? Hold on. It was a fracture or something like that. He would put up like a um, like an X-ray thing mm -hmm. on a on a wall, a soft wall, a hard wall doesn't matter. Uh, you can't see it on the way other side. But um, as people cross by, if they're coming in during like the wave, you could see them through the wall. Like, you could see them as they pass. That kind of that kind of interests me because I think we need something a little bit more intel based. I don't know. I like to play each slow, I guess. But uh, I think we'll, like, we need more people who are. A little bit more unique because, like you said, the trap operators. I'm kind of like Ubisoft can literally crank out 20 trap operators in you know one one season. Like it's not like any of them are going to play super crazy, yeah. as opposed to the trap operators we have now. Super interested in the attack one. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be an excellent thing because yeah. you know sometimes if you're playing like Oregon, uh, the dorms. Imagine how much damage they can do. Yeah. If they just fucked up and didn't reinforce the softball somewhere, yeah. and they you know you just shrapneled them all the way through. Especially if you're in the kids the kids dorm and you shoot through that wall yeah. and there's somebody hanging out behind those bunk beds and shit like that. Oh yeah. You heard so I, I am really interested in that fact because it doesn't sound super over the top crazy. It's gonna ruin everybody's day type of shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it could do like 15 damage and damage is still damage. Yeah. You know, um, interested in that. So yeah, defense not so much. Um, I just don't really like the concept. Maybe you know, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. But my my thing with the concept is why not just choose Legion or, oh well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess so, but we will see. So Moroccan operators, and that's pretty much all we got at the moment. Moroccan. Moroccan. I think, uh, yeah, they're expanding their horizons. Very cool. So those are my Rainbow Six leaks. leaks. All right, man. So, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, console, I don't feel like it doesn't get love on this podcast is, you know, the Switch. I don't have one. You don't have one. Okay. Right? And, but I'm sure that you recall a, game, a little game on the GameCube called Luigi's Mansion, right? Yes, I absolutely remember Luigi's Mansion. Uh, it was a wonderful, fantastic, kind of a different take on the Mario world because it was a little spooky, a little bit creepy. Um, and, yeah, it had basically had fucking uh, Luigi playing the Ghostbusters and 
going through a house and catching ghosts. Huh. So basically, they've announced. I guess they, there was a second one. I didn't even know. Uh, they announced the third one. They're coming out on the Switch. And I, I had my wife the other day. She's like, I kind of want one. She wants a Switch. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I was gonna get her one when she was pregnant, but we ran out of money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'll happen when you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's something that I'm interested in because, like I said, I really enjoyed the first Luigi Mansion on GameCube. And I guess we'll see what this one has to bring to the table. And I think the Switch has really done well, I think. Uh, I know they sold a whole bunch, a whole buttload of, uh, what's it call it, uh, like units and shit. But, you know, obviously they had, they had the Link game that did very well. And I'm just waiting for Metroid. That would be great, too. Can we get a Metroid, please? please? I'm, I'm sure we'll get it. Eventually. But, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I guess I don't know your opinion on the Luigi's Mansion, but I thought it would be a fun little talking point. Okay. But, yeah. Moving on. Uh, okay, so um, we're going to take a little break from Where on Earth, and we're going to play a new game called Sort This. Okay. So pretty pretty simple premise. Um, I'm going to give you... Uh, we're going to go through a list one by one, and uh, I'm going to give you some fictional characters, some real people, and we're going to sort them into the four houses of Hogwarts. Okay. So uh, before we start, I just want to give you a, a quick recap of the traits and characteristics characteristics of each house. So, you know, you just have a refreshed memory. So going through it, uh, Gryffindor is courage, daring, and chivalry. Slytherin is ambitious, cunning, shrewd, uh, strong leader, self-preservation, things of that nature. Hufflepuff is hardworking, dedication, and patience, loyalty. Ravenclaw is intelligence, wit, creativity, and individuality. Okay. You think you're pretty good on those? Mm -hmm. Need a refresher? Please let me know. Mm -hmm. All right, first character, Michael Corleone from The Godfather. Who do you think? Which house? I have mine in mind, so... Ravenclaw. Why? I just think his planning has uh, has been really well done. Uh, I think he knew exactly what he was doing. He was a step ahead of everybody in every turn, for the most part, in the uh-huh. whole series. And uh, he was able to figure out some of the, the big things that faced him. He was able to work through it using his mind. I think you're approaching this the same way I approached it. I think your sorting is a bit off. I think he's a Slytherin. And hear me out. He's very goal-oriented. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, needless to say, strong leader, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get into that. But my whole thing is that he's very uh, – he, he fits the self-preservation motto because he gave up his own brother because, you know, his brother was a snitch, this and that. And um, I guess my whole thing is that he's very, uh, like, fixated. Like, it needs to be done. And, it, like, the way he does it is very clever. Like, mm-hmm. he fucks with people. Like, you know, we had this Godfather 2 conversation. And all that stuff. And I think he was, I think he'd be a great Slytherin. I think he's like the epitome of what a Slytherin should be. Okay. Interesting. That's just my opinion on that. Uh, Number two. So specifically, uh, Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Bruce Wayne. Mm. Bruce Wayne. Probably. Man, that's weird. Because Batman would obviously be something like a Gryffindor. But Bruce Wayne. Not bad. Probably a Hugglepuff. You think so? Yeah. I think he's a very hardworking guy. I mean, minus the whole play playboy thing, but like Bruce Wayne as a character in you know, some storylines is a very intelligent, you know, philanthropic, I don't know the word, the word for that, but yeah, there you go, uh, person. And I think he's dedicated to a cause and he wants to help Gotham. And at the end, win, lose, or draw, whether it's Batman or him, he's going to do the best for her. Yeah, I think Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw would be a good choice yeah. for, for Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Okay, number three, uh, McLovin from Superbad. <laughs> He's taking a sip. He needs to. He needs a moment. Um. Shit. Uh, McLovin from Superbad. What the house? 
Well, he's not a Ravenclaw. Not a right, because that's well, your house, and that would be actually and that would be house shaming, right? Slytherin, I think. He, you think he'd be a Slytherin? Yeah, because what would make him a Slytherin? Because he kind of took on that whole uh, that whole personality, kind of took on you know took on his life of its own. He became kind of a different person as McLovin. Maybe Fogel was maybe something else, but McLovin. <laughs> All right, whole, that, that's that's fair. This persona that he took on is I'm gonna get the girl. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? I you know that's fair. I'll yeah. give you that one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, next one, Spider Man. Gryffindor. Gryffindor, I think so as yeah. well. I think Gryffindor is a really good fit. Yeah. Uh, Mister Incredible. Hmm. No, no. Why Slytherin? Because he wanted more. He always wanted more. Always. He wanted... Right, but uh, look back at Incredibles two. He gave all that up to be with the family and to give it all to his wife. Was not for well. It's not like he was like doing it with a smile on his face. He kind of had no choice. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. But there's a difference between uh, being so wanting to be in the limelight that you ruin everything for it, and being like, you know, what? she deserves her chance. Uh, what are you thinking then? What am I thinking? I don't think Slytherin's a bad sort. I think it's, uh, I would say it's pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. um, kind of looking at these traits and looking at these houses. I would say he's a buff above, especially in the second movie. It's because he, he puts himself uh, at number two, I feel like. Like you said, he's not doing it with a smile on his face, but he's still doing it. And I think that's what's important. That's true, I guess. He's very dedicated to, to Mrs. Thick Incredible oh, yeah. and, you know, the family and Jack-Jack. Right. Yeah, so that, that's, <laughs> that's just my view on things. Very cool. All right, number six, Davy Muse. <laughs> well, having talked to him quite a few times very generous person uh gryffindor would you say gryffindor yeah strong gryffindor yeah all right that's good you you know i'm a lot better than i do yeah. so i'm not gonna give my input on this one he's always been really nice and kind and always giving back to the community yeah, always giving back and yeah that type of stuff good on stage he's a fucking i don't even know what he is on he's, stage he's he is the griffin on stage <laughs> all right number seven brad pitt <clears throat> Brad Pitt. I don't know enough about Brad Pitt to really make a judgment call on it, what house he would be in. Um, then pick any role he's played and sort that instead. I might pick him from Moneyball. And okay. He's a, he's a fucking Slytherin because he's hell bent on proving the system wrong that he's right. And yeah, that sounds like a very Slytherin thing to do. He's, he's going to do everything he can to question authority and get the job done the way he thinks it should get done. That is a fair sort, and uh, I will give you full marks. For you ever that. see, ever see Moneyball? Uh, here and there. I know you're not the biggest baseball fan, but fuck, it's a great movie. Here and there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what did you think about this new game? <laughs> That's funny. I like I that. I just, you know, kind of pulled it out of my ass. I was like, uh, let's see how this goes. Cool. So, yeah, if you like it, we could bring it back. Yeah, if let's not, let's you know, bring that back. Some, some other things on the agenda. Yeah. Good stuff. Just for reference, Jacob is a uh, Ravenclaw, and I am a Slytherin. Well. Well, well we're, okay, those are self-diagnoses. Because yeah. I got in Ravenclaw, but I don't believe that. I got I got into Slytherin, but I don't believe that. I don't know. <laughs> I and, and to be fair, uh, Maddie did say that the hat takes into what, consideration which, what, what you, you want. want. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's it's funny, but I I think I think we're good with the with the shit. Because Adriana was Slytherin. Uh huh. You were you say that Adriana got sorted into Slytherin. You say that you're celebrating sorted into Ravenclaw. You got sorted into Ravenclaw, right? I got started in Slytherin, but I want to be Ravenclaw. I like how we're all within the same ballpark. 
I mean, makes match one way or another. I think we. I, I think there's a lot of things that can overlap between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. I think there's a lot of good overlap because I think know, uh, clever, uh, cunning, I, Huff, that kind of goes hand in hand with intelligence. I think Hufflepuff and Gryffindor are kind of the same way too. There's a lot of overlap. Yeah, in kind of what they. Yeah, good stuff. So, so that was uh, that was the game called Sort This. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yes, yeah, man. So we'll, we'll follow up with another set of seven next week. Interesting. All right, let's talk with uh, music. So uh, some giants this week, some big stuff. Uh, the Architects. So they dropped a song called Hereafter. It was the f- second song now since Doomsday. Since uh, well, well, it's number two, uh, number one after Doomsday. I'm sorry. What the fuck am I saying? Since uh, Tom died is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, okay. Uh, Tom was. Well, they they said he had a big hand in uh, producing and all the good stuff for Doomsday. So this is kind of the first Architect song without Tom. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Sam Carter on Twitter said like, hey. You know, this is a song about dealing with somebody's loss and just kind of, kind of like the reality with it because, you know, they didn't want to believe it. Uh, that's Dan's fucking brother. You know, they're twins in the band. And uh, so, yeah, what'd you think of the single? Because they just kind of dropped it out of the blue. Anytime the Architects release anything new, it is a contender for album of the year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I did see, I mean, not me. I, I personally, I enjoyed the song quite a bit. I think Sam's kind of, you know, trying something a little bit different vocally. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think his voice is a lot more coarse on this track. I wouldn't necessarily call it heavier. Yeah. But there is a vocal tonage difference. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, a little bit more frantic on, a, on the vocal. I mean, obviously, based on what the song's about, makes sense. Um, I did not expect them to release anything this year. I thought it would be early next year. Um, didn't expect them to add Doomsday to that package as well. They actually made some adjustments. I don't know if you heard the Doomsday off the new album. Uh, they made some adjustments to the uh, mixing. Okay. Also, I mean, we'll get into that in a minute, but um, yeah, man. I mean, like I said, anytime they release anything, it's a contender for album of the year. And there's a lot of good stuff we got coming up. And this is supposed to be out by when? November? Yeah. I, that, that's um, that's a choice I like that they made. They dropped the single. They're like, hey, no bullshit. You don't got to wait half, an album, half a year for this album. It's out in two months. So we're probably going to get two more singles, maybe three. Well, one more probably. Well, 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 four is like the new trend. So we'll see. Yeah, but I don't like that though. I feel like a single. That's really... revealing too much. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, we'll see. I, I would say definitely three, maybe four. Yeah. Um, so we'll November 9th, that album is dropping, or sixteenth, something like that. Some it's the ninth or the sixteenth, one or the other. Yeah. Because one of them is Silent Planet, and the other one's Architects. Yeah. And um, like I said, man, I I was not anticipating them to do this, but every single time that they release something new, it's always album of the year. Yeah. Always. Definitely. It's like August Burns Red for me. They always get album of the year, regardless of what else comes out, which. Based on the expectations that we have for the end of the year and what we're going to thought, I mean, it kind of sends my whole list for a loop, and I guess we'll have to see how it turns out in the end. Yeah, man. It's also called Holy Hell, which I fucking love titles like that. I, I love the... Uh, the artwork? The all... Well, that too. But I love like the all caps and then the space between each letter. Yeah. And holy is four letters and hell is four letters. Mm-hmm. I, it's just very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. No, you're right. Definitely. Um because you you released you you like snapped me or whatever or no you text messaged me you're like oh new check this website out or whatever the fuck and I'm like man they love their fucking ambient noise and they really do <laughs> yeah and uh, well okay let, let's get out of the good side of things and let's talk about what worries me a little bit so um and I and I am gonna compare them to Silent Planet which are two very different bands um here's what Silent Planet did they dropped Northern Fires Gornitsa. Yeah. Which is probably going to be my single of the year. That th- the thing still fucking slaps and it drives me absolutely nuts, right? Um, mm. So they did that and then they waited six or eight weeks, right? It was like a while. And then he dropped another single. 
And then that second single, they're like, hey, we got an album coming out, mm-hmm. right? And then they, you know, they drop the pre-orders and everything. And it's cool. Um, Architects, on the other hand, dead, you know, radio silence, whole year. And then suddenly, one day, it's like, it's like, hey, our website. And then it's like, boom, single. And then, and here's what kind of worries me. They immediately dropped, like, in the, in the last seven days, they dropped, like, 10 or 12 record variants, vinyl variants of the album. And that kind of worries me. Like, why do you need 12 different variants of this album? Because they know it's going to sell. I know, I know it's going to sell, and I know it's a money thing, and I know I can't like be like, oh, you know, because they got their bills to pay, and I completely understand. It's just a little worrying to me. Why is that worrying to you? I, I don't know, man. I just get I just get a weird vibe off that, you know. Is, and this is probably a whole personal thing. It, what, what's what's the vibe though? What what do you what do you what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Uh maybe they're pushing it too hard. And and like I said, you know, I I probably sound like a total dipshit because they got to make their money. They got mouths to feed. I completely understand, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I think, I think maybe I'm just blowing this out of proportion. I think, okay, here, here I think the architects, if this was a band that was like new, mm-hmm. I totally see your point, but this is a band that's been consistently pumping out some of the best music for like the last, 10. probably the most progressive metalcore band. Yeah. With probably within the last 10, 15 years. And, and like <laughs> I said, dude, I totally understand it. I just, I just get a, a kind of a weird vibe off it and maybe, you know, maybe I'm just totally blowing it out of proportion. I Maybe think, it's just a me thing. I think it's a you thing. But we'll see. Super excited. And people collect. People like that shit. People collect. You're a collector. People like to collect. Yeah, I'm a collector. Uh, they had a pink and a pink and peach like marbled one that I wanted to pick up, but I was like, I'll wait. I want to hear another single. Really, you're gonna wait for another single from the Architects for real? Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Hereafter. Uh, it didn't convince me on. I did hear one. a little bit there, but like it's good, but it's underwhelming. I heard a little bit of that. I don't think it's underwhelming. I think it's. Right in the wheelhouse, and I think it's what to what's expected. Yeah, I was sure. gonna say it's what you should expect after the event that they lived through. Yeah, it's what expected. I don't see them breaking ground in that regard, but it's the architects. And they... uh, to, to be completely fair, I and anything that I've pre-ordered this year, music-wise, I haven't pre-ordered until I was like two or three singles deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silent Planet, uh, Einstein Kills. Like I didn't, you know, I like I want a little bit more. Yeah, I got because you. you saw what happened with Underoath. We got a single, and everybody was like, "They're making pre-ordered." <laughs> And now you know. Well, you you didn't like this that as much as I did. I I still love that. I I'm, I'm revisiting it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's terrible. It's definitely not what I wanted, but you know, fuck me. Yeah. Who am I compared to Underoath? True. Okay. So what's next on the? All right. So under- I think remember I actually had mentioned this when that whole incident broke out. Uh, how they did not outright say that they were not going to tour after the death of Kyle, uh, and they actually said that they are they are going to be touring with Bullet for My Valentine coming up this fall. And I think they're. Touring with Ghost Key as well, right? I don't know. About I'm that. thinking War of Ages. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, We Came as Romans, like I said, they said that they will continue to tour. They're not going to replace him. Uh, I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, I think they're going to continue as a five-piece or whatever the hell. Uh, and, I guess, have somebody else contribute clean vocals in the meantime. Or from now on. So, uh, like I said, I thought I kind of called it when, they, like I said, they didn't outright say they weren't going to do it. Uh, and I think a lot of people are like, oh man, I'm like, they got bills to pay. You yeah, know what I mean? That's like, the thing. You're, you're in too deep. Yeah. Um, this is not some freshman year band that they could. Yeah. These guys got big gaps in their resumes, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. And they're committed. You know, yeah. they got all this expensive equipment, all this nice stuff. They got a whole discography mm-hmm. and they got a fan base to worry about. And yeah. kids. Yeah. Mouths to feed. Yeah. Yep. So I, I completely understand. It's unfortunate, but I understand. Yeah. Uh, like I said, yeah, like you 
you can't really I can't I don't blame them for doing what they have to do because a it's probably a healing thing for them. I imagine mm-hmm. being on on tour and, and sharing their story is very important to them. Um, I like I like the band. Um, he was actually like I said I said it pre- previous podcast. Cal was like the thing I liked least about them. Um, so I think it gives them the opportunity to kind of exp- explore new waters and not necessarily having to go into the trend of we need to fill clean vocals because of him. Now maybe, maybe think, adept. Yeah, maybe be able to do something a little bit different. Um, let's see, we'll see what happens. And what's then the Dave, the, the vocalist, the screaming vocalist, is a really good clean vocalist too. So I, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't I don't good copy harbor any ill feeling towards that because I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Moving on. This, uh, this is you. My topic. Hang on, my phone just fucking. Okay, so this next topic. Uh, okay, so Fit for a King dropped Dark Skies on Friday night. Um, this was something I was looking forward to. I am a Fit for a King fan. And um, so on my initial playthrough, I listened to... Uh, I listened to... There was uh, the album, obviously. But there was this like pervading quote. And it's not from the album. It's from somebody else. It's from... Uh, you, you might know him. It's from a guy named Afro Man. And, uh, and the line is, She had a big butt and big titties, too. So I hopped in her ass like a kangaroo. But it was that first portion. <laughs> it was that first portion of the quote that really got to me. And I guess spoke what, to you, huh? It was spoke to me. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this album is very well rounded. Okay. <laughs> um, Fit for a King does it again. They are they're no amateurs. They are no freshmen to this genre, to this idiot. scene. And honestly, I think this might be their best album yet. And I, I say that with a lot of sincerity. I know Slave to Nothing was a banger, and that's probably what got everybody into Fit for a King. There is something for everybody on this album. I promise you that. I know you, you haven't been on that FFAK buzz recently, and that's fine. You know, we grow out of bands sometimes. It happens. Give it a listen through. I think there's you'll, you'll, you'll find something on there that you're like, yeah, this is really good shit. It's not the... What's it called? It's not that I am not on the boat. It's just you are driving the boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you're in the back seat. Yeah, you're like I'm in the oh front seat God. with the map. Yeah, so uh, uh, no, I genuinely think it's an excellent fucking album. Where's it it's, fall? It's really good. Um, I would say it breaks top five, honestly. Hmm. It's not number one because uh, I'm kind of in the same spot you are right now, where I kind of have to pull the reserve on one. But I would say it's probably five. Oh, reserve reserve on two. <laughs> Technically, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> but uh. Now, now there it was one. Now there's two, motherfuckers. <laughs> All right, we we throw in prequel fucking quotes. And, no, there's two of them. Yeah, but um, but excellent album. Honest to God, it, I think the best thing you could say about um about them is that first and foremost, if you're a metal fan, you're gonna enjoy Fit for a King. And second of all, Ryan Kirby's songwriting has just gotten so much better over the years, mm-hmm. and it's. Dude, give it a fucking listen. You know, that, that's I haven't listened to it yet. I have to get through it. it. It's really good. And I think it'll get you through the week. Mm. I will definitely get you through the week. Mm. That is my... Uh, that Stars. Is my... Give me a star rating. Out of... Five. We do fives here. Because I feel like anything else is convoluted as fuck. Just do five. Five is the simplest. Four out of five, honestly. Okay. It's a, like, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not on that, you know, like, the choo-choo fit for a king dick hype train. I genuinely think... <laughs> No, like seriously, I genuinely think it's an excellent album. Okay. I like I genuinely with all my heart believe that. I think it is a very good well-rounded album. They put a lot of time into it, a lot of time into production, mixing, and everything. And you know what? I think the results will speak for themselves. Okay. And that is my thoughts on Dark Skies. Cool. So, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, okay, so now we have um, moving on to the other <laughs> spectrum of the musical side. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we talked about this. Eminem's very crucial to my upbringing. 
Uh, I know you're a rap fan. You like rap and hip hop to a certain degree. Not as crazy as we are about this world, but all right. So if you've been living under a fucking rock, uh, Eminem dropped an album called Kamikaze the other week, where he literally crashed himself into every person, every rap person who's ever said anything negative about him ever. Excellent album. Um, oh, it's fantastic. One, one rapper in particular got hit pretty hard. Uh, well, Machine Gun Kelly. criminal rapper Kelly. Yeah. And he was not uh, he was not too happy about not that. not pleased at all. About and it. so he dropped a counter disc called Rap Double, which was meh. And um, yeah. and our boy Marshall Mathers <laughs> asserted his dick. It, it was like <laughs> MGK had a pea shooter, and <laughs> and just Eminem pulled out a fifty cal, bro, and from across the fucking country. My my favorite line in there is uh I had to give you a career to to, to ruin it. it yeah to destroy it yeah. and the and the P Diddy references are fucking great I yeah. love them so good <laughs> and then he he took shots at Iggy Azalea as well yeah and uh, yeah. so he's just taking everybody down man honest to God he uh my favorite line is like how are you gonna name yourself after a gun and have a man bun that shit fucking had me on the fucking floor dying. He's like, you dress better, but I rap better. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We're not fashion designers here. What the fuck? We're... My my whole thing is, um, you got to look at this like you're looking at, you know, some WWE Raw shit. Mm-hmm. When you got to, when you got a feud going on, right? It's for promotion. Yeah. And and I'm not saying Eminem is promoting MGK. I think MGK knew he was staring at a fucking giant, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm gonna do it because people are gonna talk about me." Yeah, and it worked, and it, it absolutely worked. And um, I mean, his track was pale in comparison to Eminem's, which <laughs> he, is he shit out of him. It should be expected, but you know, it got people talking about MGK again. Was the last time you even heard about him before this? Well, I mean, like I said, I, I loosely follow MGK. I thought he was okay, but like his Eminem's thing, he's like, I'd rather be eighty year old me than a twenty year old you. It's like, yup, yeah. <laughs> oof, yeah. <laughs> uh, he went in and uh, yeah, that whole that whole Diddy thing at the end. He's like, yeah, <laughs> about the whole Tupac. You know, I'm kidding. Yeah, the whole Tupac thing was fucking hysterical. I, had, I was at work and I was on the fucking floor laughing. This shit was so funny. But yeah, 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 yeah. What what is your favorite Eminem song? Of all time? Of all time. Shit, bro. I think what, the one that speaks to me on uh, like a... An ex, how was the one I'm for? The one who speaks to me on a... Like, like emotional level? Not, not even just that, but on like my... Pers- my Fuck, my outlook on life. Mm-hmm. The mentality that I've had throughout my life, and you're going to be like, of course it is, is the way that I the way I am. Okay. How he just like... He just... Throws it's, it out there. If you don't it, like it, then fuck it, you. Yeah, basically. And that's, uh, like I said, it speaks to me as a person because that's just kind of how I'm built based on the shit that I listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think that's, that's probably the one that speaks to me the most. Uh, Sing for the Moment is a very good one for me as well. Uh, but the, I think the way I am is kind of where good copy. where I land. Good copy. And that. But yeah, I know you're not as big on Eminem. I, I do like Eminem, though. Yeah. I, I do have a track in mind. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, it's actually the first Eminem song I heard, and it's always kind of stuck with me. Uh, I think Without Me is fucking great. <laughs> I honestly, because you get like the serious side of M, but then I like the, you know, nobody listen to techno. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah man. I, I don't know. I, Without Me is always going to be a banger. You know, somebody throws that on, I'm going fucking white boy crazy on this shit. <laughs> just like Jesus MD. Christ, I almost fucking fell and cracked my head. But um, yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah, it's just, if that doesn't explain to the. You, you people, the difference between me and Gay's personality, now you know. I, I think we flip-flop on a lot of these things. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We, we do. But 
Eminem and MGK, uh, rest in peace. MGK. Rest in peace, Kells. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk some Ice Nine. They dropped a single Friday called uh, "Grave Mistake." Uh, so this is about the crow. The crow. So I was wrong. You were. I think you said the crow, right? No, I said uh, "Night of the Living Dead." That's what I thought. Night of the Living Dead. Somebody said the crow. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? This is definitely different from what we've got. Yeah, it is, this is one's more of a ballad, right? Mm-hmm. I think every album needs one. Uh, it's a good song. It's well written. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it's very well written and composed. Yeah, it very, it plays out like a more formal song. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like you said, it follows kind of the more of the, the like the conventional format, but most ballads do. Because you know, Ice Nine has that weird thing where they like to kind of go back and forth between like extremely violent. Oh, like me, myself, and Hyde. Yeah, between extremely violent vocals and cleans and all that stuff, which is what makes them them. But like I said, based on kind of the song and the the theme of it, I think it fits. Uh, It's a good song. I enjoyed it. Um, It's the weakest of the songs we've heard so far, I will admit. What's your favorite single so far from that album? Um, Thank God it's Friday, probably. Okay. Uh, I'm more of a... American Nightmare. I, I like the the big chorus thing. I also like the Enjoy Your Sleigh. I like that quite a bit. They, they made adjustments to that, too. Uh, if you listen to it, the album version of it, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's mixed differently, and they changed some vocal parts. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a great, it's a good song. They definitely did a good job, and it's going to get all the girlies singing at the show. But um, Good stuff. Yeah, so I'm not mad at them. They got to do what they got to do. But uh, I think, and I was talking to this with my sister, I think they've, gone full-blown pull-out on the whole Halloween thing. What do you mean pull-out? I think they got a notice from somebody that says, you can't can't do this? Can't do it. What what makes you say that? Because I I honestly feel like the Michael song was supposed to be next. Honest to God. Stabbing in the dark? Yeah, because if you look at it from the narrative standpoint, from what they're trying to tell in in the movies, or in the the music videos, where does this fall? You can't, doesn't really... That's actually, wow, that's a really good point. Yeah, it like it doesn't really make sense. Uh, like I said, it wouldn't shock me if the guy that's season this be like, you can release the song, but you can't put Michael. No on other a, promotion. You can't put Michael on a T-shirt. You can't put Michael on, on in a music video because guess what? We got a movie. It's gonna be hot, and we don't. It's gonna blow your shitty album out the water. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, and we don't want you know you riding the coattails of that, which makes sense. Um, Damn, dude. Sorry, yeah. Spence. Yeah, it's just the there's always a bigger fish. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's something that 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 speaks that kind of stuck with me. Because it wouldn't surprise me if that's... Hey, you know what? We'll still get the song, and they're probably going to play it live if it's as good as we expect it to be. So that's all that matters. Yeah, that's true. But, um, man, I really wanted that fucking video. Yeah, that's (laughs) all right. So um, let's talk weekly bangers. Actually, I don't think I really have much. I think this is probably a... I have. I have some... uh, Let me look. I was worried because Friday we got so much heavy material, I thought the universe was going to collapse on itself. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so first and foremost... um, any band that we've mentioned up to this point, worth checking out. Mm-hmm. I always throw that out there before we get started. Mm-hmm. All right. So Silent Planet dropped a new single called In Absence. It's, um, it's the clean vocalist for the most of the time. And he, it's, 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 it's very Whoa. emotional. Yeah, it's very emotional. But here's the thing. I, I gave it a try. I gave it a listen. And it fucking captivated me, bro. It, like, it swooned me. It drew me in. And then you have Garrett with like the supporting, dirty, fucking grimy. It's so good. This okay. the single in absence. It's very different from what they've done. Mm-hmm. It's still very artsy, but they f- they just fucking own it. Like it's it's completely different format, but it works so beautifully. It's such a good single. I love it. It is fucking excellent. Honestly, cool. check it out. If you've ever if you even remotely like Silent Planet, 
Check in absence out. It I is will, a fucking phenomenal. I will get there. Okay. <clears throat> oh, uh, by the way, once you cap this, I have a dishonorable mention of uh, a dishonorable mention. Yeah, dishonorable banger of the week. Gotcha. Um, you remember uh, Tom from uh, Chelsea Grin, the guy who replaced Alex Tom Barber? You remember what band he came from? Nope. No. Uh, are you familiar with Lorna Shore? Yes. Lorna Shore dropped a new single with the new vocalist, who's fucking excellent. The single's called "This Is Hell," and this will make you wanna like bang your skull against the wall. It's so it's it's so stupid heavy. I love it. It's so good. Okay. And um and if you know Lorna Shore, they throw traditional music making out the fucking window. They're mm-hmm. like, we're gonna do whatever we want, whenever we want. Mm-hmm. It's my money, and I want it now. Mm-hmm. Type of shit, you know? Cool. And "This Is Hell" brings a new fury. To Lorna Shore. Very cool. And that's fucking excellent. I love it. Um, I also have Our Hollow, Our Home. They dropped a single called In Moment. Check mm-hmm. them out. They're a newer band. I brought them up before. Uh, I've liked everything they've dropped so far. So that is very good. Very good. And that, sir, I believe that wraps up my wow. bangers of the week. All right. Like I said, so I've been kind of floating in the, the ether right the, the last couple of weeks as far as certified bangers. But I do have something that I want to call out uh, because it was not good. Uh, so a band that I had much hype for a couple weeks ago or a couple about a year ago, uh, released some singles, uh, off a new album. It was a band called Sightler and they, re- they released album, an album or they released songs from albums called seasons. And I told you this over, uh, I think chat. I'm like, you never, and I don't want to offend anybody when I say this cause it's the line from Tropic Thunder, but you never go full retard. Right. Because. I think it's okay to have new metal influences in your music today. I think that's okay. But to go full-blown Limp Bizkit on me is dumb because there's a reason why that style of music died. So, and again, they had influences on the last album, new metal influences, and I'm a fan. But, like I said, you can never go full retard. And unfortunately for them, they have gone full retard. Uh, Whatever, man. Fall in, fall out. Yeah, uh, kind of a bummer because I was kind of hoping that they would do something. Con- Put on a good set, but I guess that's the last time we could say. That. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, it's a little disappointed. And, it's okay. It'll but, happen. What the fuck? A little disappointed in what I heard. I wish that they would have kind of continued going forward in, the, in a good direction as opposed to I think that the bands the we found and discovered that are newer, I think they're definitely going to start leading the charge. Because mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of these older bands are, you know, pulling a 180 or trying new things and you know, there's a lot of stuff that works out, and then there's some stuff that doesn't work out, and mm-hmm. that's okay. His life. Why? Uh, so okay, quick, quick, fun story. Because I know you, did that. I think did that Fall Out Boy show happen already. Yes, that was last weekend. It was last weekend. That was the eighth of September. Okay, so um, my I, I have uh, Niles on my dock, right? And um, so we ship to Niles, right? And Wrigley Field is in that Niles. the jurisdiction of that. Mm-hmm. They actually had like. Fall Out Boy's pyrotechnics come off my oh, dad. that's funny as fuck. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm like, Ridley Field. And I look at it, and like it said, um, like the name of the manager, I guess, and like Fall Out Boy, something like that. And there, it was pyro. So, yeah, they do fire very well. Huh? They do fire very well? I know uh, Jordan was bugging... Who, who is it that plays bass? Pete Wentz? Mm-hmm. I know he was bugging Pete Wentz to borrow the flamethrowing bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a very Jordan Buckley thing yeah. to do. Um, also like Luke Bryan and like I get pyrotechnics for all the Wrigley, Wrigley Field shows. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, man. Good Blow shit. Blow shit up. Good stuff. But yeah, so. Good stuff. I think you got any closing topics? I think we're good. Well, I think that was really it. I think that was about it. I think, ladies and gentlemen. I think, yeah, I think that's it, bro. 
Yeah, so I could enjoy the rest of my night and go to sleep, probably. Or maybe play some Madden. That's one that's, or the other. It's good. I like Madden. Uh, but yeah, so I think that wraps up this week's podcast. Actually thinking about bringing my mom to do a Let's Talk About Your Mother Part 2. Because uh, I don't know if you ever listened to that episode. It was very intriguing. My mom had very interesting points of view, and I want to bring her back on the show in a couple of weeks. But yeah, other than that, I think that wraps up 86. And uh, we will see you back here for 87. Go ahead and like, subscribe, rate on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, uh, Podbean, all those things. We are there. You can go ahead and do that. Also, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook and all that good stuff. Also, uh, what's the word? You can also email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Also, tweet at us. We like Twitter. We like the Twitter. Yep. Uh, I know Gabe is a is a fiend on the Twitter these days. Weird. Weren't you like a very anti social media person? I uh, I, I still am. Um, I made a Twitter to follow my bands. Um, because there you know there, there was a point in time where Maddie knew when every time I died I was playing and I didn't and I was like we need to change this right now. <laughs> and um and you know we you post the episodes and somebody's got to promote them. And Lord knows you barely do it. So yeah, bro. I I'm busy producing this motherfucking shit, bro. Uh, you mean hitting record, <laughs> hitting pause, and uploading? Yes, that's a lot of work. Yeah, copy lamp. <laughs> that's a lot of work sometimes. All right. God damn it. All right, sir. You know what to do. Yeah. So see you guys next week for eighty-seven. Uh, closing in on a hundred. Still thinking about a new name. I'll figure something out. I guess. But for the meantime, we will see you guys next week. And until then, Deuces. <laughs>